everyone, welcome to Animation Nation. I am your host, Primetime here. Welcome to you to the latest news around animation and pop culture. Hopefully, everyone is having a wonderful day no matter where around the world. I apologize for having any uploading since last week. There wasn't any news to cover, but finally, we have some news. I'm pretty sure this one's gonna be way more important. So, let's get started with your first news comes from comicbook.com that the that <coughs> that the show Amphibia has a brand new season 2 finale air date after Disney's big announcement this morning fans will be able to catch Anne and her friends in their in their last in their last adventure for the second season next week on Saturday May 22nd at 8 p.m. here in the US now the creator Matt Bar- Bradley celebrated the announcement with the fandom on Twitter. A lot of them expected to get to the finale earlier this month, only to be disappointed by the last minute scheduling change. Now, people can tune in into Disney Channel to see the finale in, in the way the creator and his creative team intended. If the, re- if the recreation on social media, I mean reaction on social media, is any, is any exciting, the support should be should be there. It felt like the entire animation community reviled around Bradley and the show after the decision came down by Disney. It discovered that it would be hard not to mention that the new promo includes a somewhat disclaimer about the episodes containing some material that might be considered scary for younger viewers. Apparently, that I'm not making this up. This is actually this is one of the prom- the trailers from the, from the last season actually had that stuff so I recommend to watch that one it's kind of funny the design of the show is is a blend of episodic and serialized storytelling and for a show like this it actually is not really designed to be binged all at once it's designed to be enjoyed over time there's a long form story arc that playing underneath these self-contained stories Riley began saying that, so the whole goal is every week you can enjoy a little adventure, but over the course of the season, as it all rolls out, you can piece together this much bigger story. And then I believe that this kind of rollout, the kinds of airing of TV shows, breeds a real connection to the audience and a real and a real relationship. He continues by saying that we saw the the earlier this year, or I guess last year with the mandalorian where a show that was coming out weekly we were on the edge of our seats we should be loved it would be it would love it because we felt like it, we had something to look forward to for every week there was a slower pace <clears throat> and we didn't feel like that kind we can't help ourselves but when we have 20 episodes in front of us we often will watch all of them i'm incredibly guilty for all this myself now, this is exciting. Uh, before I want to say something about this, I just want to say that um, uh, I apologize for um, uh, about a week ago's um, uh, rant, the last last episode I did. I know I went on a, raff, a rant on two shows about it, so I try, I'll do my best not to do bring that up again. I don't know, it just, <clears throat> just kind of furiates me how companies like this treat their shows like such a... Like overused properties, like oh, we're just gonna air your show, and then we're not gonna do, we're not sure what we're gonna do with the other episodes. We're just gonna play around or whatever. But hey, I I apologize about that stuff, but but just want to say that I'm uh, 
He's good. They finally get their date after weeks of of um, many many protests and after many demonstrations of want to do episode. The thing is, is that we could only assume that this is only an assumption. <clears throat> so. We might be thinking the reason why Disney didn't, didn't Disney Channel or Disney probably Disney Animation didn't want to air this episode due to they they call it a very um, surreal or <coughs> very materialized or considered scary for younger viewers and they'd probably be a bit conscious about it. I mean, let, let me tell you something. I'm pretty sure cartoons back then, or even a bit earlier now, shows a bit content that seems a bit untouched, or been, how do you say, a bit over the top. Trust me, there has been cartoons who, for children, have been doing things like this. It seems a bit over the top. Like, for example, um, I think, uh, let me think of one. I know there's a, I know there's one. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, see, the universe has a lot of topics of depression. I mean, sure, you can talk to it as a, you talk to it as a kid, but it shows the way how depression kind of works in a way, basically. And you know, it's not seeing your whole stop, basically. And then, um, and then there's a adventure time which talks about the um, the status of a relationship with between Finn and his and his um and his complications of of finding. Someone he was basically made to be, basically, and which is kind of complicated, basically. But I'm still pretty sure there's a lot of content within children's media that shows things a bit over the top that Disney or any other networks don't even understand. <clears throat> um, they contain within this episode, basically, or any of the episodes. So this party isn't new, basically. But this is a message that animation is slowly changing within children's media that is being presented to all all ages basically and it's slowly evolving now we get to see networks like this to notice that this thing can happen but we still a bit skeptical what will happen if it goes take a wrong turn like we did with infinity train HBO Max or Warner Bros. Media consider that as too mature. They stopped it. And then you got the creator, you got the creator, uh, Owen Dennis, being very angry about a, about a show not being able to be produced. I mean, it's, it's something that you, you might be able to be careful, basically, because sometimes and the animation industry shifts a lot, basically. Right now we uh, right now we see shows us shows more mature stuff, but at, at the same time, we need to focus on who or what. Well, basically almost who, but basically entirely who. Who are the studios or who are the people taking care of these shows? Are they reliable? Do I trust them for taking care of? The stuff I'm gonna make. 
Have you have any past? Have they done a few, a few things that the creator didn't didn't intend to want? I mean, he just, I mean, the creator didn't want anything basically. I mean, you, I'm pretty sure I heard you have to send a contract and they can do whatever the heck they want basically since they own the property. That's how the studio. That's how studios works. Send a contract. They buy off your part. They buy off. They buy off your idea. It's not your idea anymore. It's theirs. It's still a bit skeptical to me how this stuff works. It's been happening since over time, basically. I mean, now this will be a little bit. I guess you could say a little bit in the past, since we're we're seeing a lot of a lot of shows coming out independently through creators on the internet. Like I mentioned before, best I mentioned, I mentioned before last time, like Hasbro Hotel, Evil the Boss. Long Gone Ghost, but I'm not sure that's going to be a series. There's another one called uh, Monster Lab, but then one of my creators, uh, uh, Meat Canyon. And there's there's, there's one that's named uh, Farfetch from from one of the animators of uh, Hellabot, Hel- uh, Husband Hotel, who's making his own show as well. And it's slowly changing over time. Seeing cartoons like this growing through independently on the internet, basically. And it still uh, keeps going on and on and on, and then it's it's just gonna be like saying that hey, we don't we don't need studios to back give us money and back us up with this content. We could just do it independently by by having like like um, by hiring independent animators off the internet or editors. Maybe maybe um writers but then that would be a little bit complicated but i guess you could do that too you could also raise money through patreon gofundme kickstarter but then kickstarter is kind of a bit skeptical right there uh indiegogo all that stuff hey you could just do like a like basically a draw or animation stream through youtube twitch even though twitch is kind of a bit skeptical but still you could, you could just do that basically. You could even do try to do like more commissions to raise up the money in order for you to create that to create that project you want and hire the right people to do it off the internet. I'm pretty sure this is the same thing in Asia. We don't need studios anymore or not, basically. Maybe, just maybe, just maybe, maybe creators are going to make their own studios independently. Like I heard from Visipop that she has her own studio she made called the Sprindle Horse. It was the name of her own studio, basically. Which has a collab, they also have collabs of with, um, uh, who's A24, which is another studio, basically. But still, that's her own company, Sprindle Horse, basically. Hopefully, there's gonna be more stuff like that. But overall, I'm excited. Season 2 finale of Amphibia called True Colors. I repeat again. True Colors, that's the name of the final episode of the second season of <clears throat> of Amphibia on Saturday, May 22nd, 8pm. So congratulations for you, Matt Bradley and his crew for able to wait this wait so long to hear this great announcement basically. And it's great to hear that, finally. All we need is a family chain and then and then be, be good basically, but still hardly any news from the cartoon about that stuff. Now, 
Our next set of news comes from CartoonBrew.com that Adult Swim is producing three new base films based on their most popular series. And those series are Aqua Teen Hunger Force, The Venture Bros, and Metalocalypse. The films will launch within a 90 exclusive windows on VOD and Blu-ray DVD before premiering on HBO Max and Adult Swim. Releases dates have not been announced. The three series have among the earliest original shows to air Adult Swim, all premiered between 2001 and 2003. They have all since ended, mostly the mostly the Venture Bros, who was created by Jackson Public, tweeted last year that the show had been cancelled, which also covered that as well. Now, as well as the new president, Michael Elwin, president of Adult Swim, said that the leveraging of the power of Warner Brothers Media allows us to deliver original content to our amazing, de- dedicated, and not shy fans while also giving our talented series creators an opportunity to tell the stories in a new and interesting ways. Now, <clears throat> here are the, the descriptions of the official description. Well, basically, here are the official descriptions of Adult Sims' upcoming films. First one is Metalocalypse. The power-hungry tribunal unveils the secret of the deadly Falconback project as the world grows in a in battle chaos and the menacing Doomstar breaches the Earth's atmosphere while the while the mysterious and twisted dis, distant band member, member threatens to feat for the future of Deathlock. Picking up the directory after the heroic rescue of Toki Wartooth, can can Deathlock choose between their egos and the greater good of, of the world to embark on a gauntlet of dangers that will try their souls, their very souls, and finally write a song that will that will be their salvation. The new movie is created by Brandon Small as well as Tommy Blanche. The movie soundtrack will be released on Water Tower Music. Now, next one is for Venture Bros. Doc's latest invention will either bankrupt the ventures or launch them into new heights new as new as hank searches for himself and dean searches for hank the monarch searches for answers and the mysterious woman from their past threatens to bring their entire and world crashing down on them the venture bros is created by written and exclusive by jackson Prebrick and doc hammer and now the aquatic hunger force a contribution <clears throat> In continuation of the hit animated series, fans will find out what happens next with Frylark, Flylock, Miwad, as well as Master Shake, who consider themselves crime fighters, but the truth is they never find a crime. Aqua Team Hunger Force is created by Matt Morano and David Willis, and follows the strange everyday lives of three humanoid-sized food pr- products living in New Jersey. Now, this is interesting. I mean, yes, these shows were first produced by Adult Swim ever since the Necro Wars been launched. And it's interesting how now Adult Swim is all part of Warner Media and going through the streaming services, they have the freedom to bring back properties. With the amounts of with the amounts of finance as well as more hiring animators we're continuing their properties. It is very interesting, basically. You know, 
how they could bring back some of their old fans to get hyped up to the new episodes of these shows, basically. And it's something to look forward for. And what I can tell, what I can guess is that there hasn't been any subscriptions, any descriptions of the between Hunger Force movies since. <laughs> well, there was a movie, just that this one's going to be like a like, sort of continuation of the series. There hasn't been a description of that one. But just basically, just telling the general of the whole series of of Aquatuna Force. But still, it's very exciting to to hear this news. Basically, and able to have these properties to be remade. There was a controversy within the Aquatuna Force where the voice actor for Frylock, I forgot his name, didn't really get paid well or didn't get paid at all due to the fact that he. He, li- he um, usually voiced in Atlanta. And the studio who were handling um, Aquatico Home Force with Adult Swim, they live in Burbank, which he is not involved with in the uh, animation union. It's basically, if you guys don't know what the, in- the animation union is, the animation union is basically, or the animation guild, is basically a union that helps animators get their rights before they go to the anim- animation studios basically and have more help like a uh, healthcare plan, finance, uh, more benefits within the industry basically. And they used to evolve around the Los Angeles area as well as Burbank. Without him being in Burbank or in California in general, he won't get he probably won't get those rights in Atlanta, Georgia, basically, which it's kind of complicated in a way, but hopefully they'll be able to learn the lesson to actually pay the man the exact amount, or at least pay him at all, basically, because what the heck? You don't do heck, you don't do that. You do the job, he gets paid, basically. The other thing I wanted to mention is that um that is. It's, it's like uh, the way how Adult Swim did with uh, with Samurai Jack, where where um, they're able to bring back Samurai Jack with the final season, and you know, and it was great, honestly. It was the greatest season of Samurai Jack ever. Before, once the announcement of Samurai Samurai Jack season five came out, I was I literally been binge watched the whole entire season before I watched the final season of Samurai Jack. And let me tell you, it has been amazing to see all that series. And I still love Samurai Jack to this day, basically. As well as the creation of Gideon Tartakovsky, the way he made that series is just awesome, very awesome. I love the art style. I love the shape of the colors as well as the action pack scenes. I love it so much, honestly. And I'm pretty sure if Adolson could do that, they could do bring back their other properties, basically, or any other properties. Because I heard um, there's also another instance of bringing it back was a was a Netflix show called uh, Tuca and Birdie. Yeah, Tuca and Birdie, which was canceled on Netflix. I'm not sure why it was canceled, but they removed it. But Adult Swim was able to um, snatch the series and able to. Um, Bring it back and having it have its next season, which the creator was, which the creator was able to, um, uh, she was able to like explain, explain what happened, and she was basically joyed how her show is being coming back from Adult Swim, basically, not coming back, but like bringing back by Adult Swim. So, I guess you could say that Adult Swim is doing something very unique of reviving shows. 
and try to make them like in their own mature way basically because obviously they have to be mature because it's basically a lot of swim and it's very exciting basically to to see this type of stuff especially with the new um uh, president of a lot of swim basically which i know last time was like or, i don't know last time was laszlo basically but this is that's the last president name but this one's gonna but this one is very unique honestly but still Hope you guys are excited for these new upcoming remakes. Hope you guys like these type of shows to bring back from Adult Swim on HBO Max. And soon will be for Blu-ray and DVD. Which I'm pretty sure people pretty sure people still own DVDs or still buy DVDs. But I hardly hear anyone still buying DVDs. But on Blu-ray, everyone's just going streaming. But heck, it's up to the person basically. So get excited for all these new properties. Also, one thing I want to mention is that uh, I forgot to mention last on the podcast was that uh, it's been announced in the middle of June uh, new season for Rick and Morty, basically. Season 5. Was season 6? Season 5? Yeah, it was season 5. Or new Rick and Morty, so get excited. In the, I think it was in like, the middle of June. He's going to start for the new season of Rick and Morty. So get excited for that, honestly. And I'm really excited for it. Now, our last news for today comes from cnbc.com that Target takes trading cards off the shelves temporarily after a violent incident involving a gun. Now the retailer giant Target said on Friday that it's temporarily taking trading cards off the shelves after one of the one of its um, Wisconsin sh- um, stores was locked down due to the violent dis- dispute over trading cards, <clears throat> particularly Pokemon cards. The items became being are being re- removed, including the MLB, um, NFL, NBA, and Pokemon trading cards. Shoppers can can still purchase the cards online through Target's website. The retailer have have been seeing the surge of demands for trading cards during the pandemic, with the release of the value of these cards being multiple multiples. Of what consumers originally paid. The dispute in the broken field of Wisconsin involved four men who alleged who allegedly assaulted a fifth in the parking lot as he left as he left the store re- earlier this month. The victim who has concealed carry permanent withdrew his gun during the incident, prompting the his attackers to run off. No shots were fired and all four were arrested. According to the reports to ISN, Target decisions is persecuted measuring that the company said that I quote the the safety of our guests and our team is our top priority. Out of the our out of the abundance of caution, we decided to temporarily suspend the sales of ML, MLB, NFL, NBA, and Pokemon trading cards within our stores, effectively effective May fourteenth. The spokesperson of Target said that the statement of the Pokemon Company International, which manages the brand of the merchandise, said that in a statement that the demand and shipping uh, constraints are affecting the ability of the Pokemon cards' productions. Despite seeing the rise of demand, rival Walmart said that it did not plan on taking taking similar steps at this time. They mentioned that we have not suspended the sales of any training cards. Like other retailers, we have seen increased customers' demand, and we are de- and we are determined what 
If any changes are needed to meet the customer's demand while ensuring the safety and enjoy, enjoyable shopping experience, a spokeswoman, a spokeswoman for Walmart said it on a statement. Now, <clears throat> this is getting this is getting ridiculous. I covered in the last podcast or a couple episodes ago that um, every, that a uh, couple of people, a uh, couple of um, adults were. Allegedly, we're buying the whole, uh, I, I like to call it the whole Pokemon McDonald's incident. Where a lot of adults were collecting Pokemon cards because they're basically McDonald's exclusives. Which comes in rare over time. And they were, they were buying a lot of Happy Meals, a lot of Happy Meals to get this exclusive McDonald's Pokemon cards. To the point where there were, there were longer lines... A lot of complaints to um, from the customers, and there was one incident that, empl- that I think I heard that there was someone who threatened a McDonald's to get their Pokemon cards. And I heard that one before. I heard there was like one article that said it. But overall, I called the, the the Pokemon McDonald's incident. Just like this is just this is kind of similar to the to the Rick and Morty Sichuan sauce incident back in, if you guys don't know that one, that one is basically what happens when ever since the season premiere of uh, Rick and Morty, I think it was like season three, and when, they, when, Rick, when Rick Sanchez was like eating a lot of Sichuan sauce, the people, um, when then McDonald's got involved from the episode and says that, hey, we're gonna release a few, a limited amount of Sichuan sauce within local McDonald's, McDonald's around the area. And what, and what happened was it prompted a lot of lines of people wanting to get Szechuan sauce. Especially this was one viral video where one dude was ranting about where's Szechuan sauce. He got on top of the counter and just like, he was screaming like, where's my Szechuan sauce? And he just like, pulled up his fucking shirt and just ran off. But yeah, but with this particular thing about Pokemon cards and rarity, it has gotten so rare to the point where a person literally is distributing over a gun. No, over over a trading card game to pull out a gun. Because of a change distribution of Pokemon cards. I'm pretty sure the four people were... I think I hear the four people were making fun of the dude for collecting Pokemon cards. Or something like that. I'm not sure if, it, if that's the case then... Don't mess with the dude collecting the Pokemon cards, or else he'll also give you a few shots. <laughs> but enough of that dark humor, basically. But I just want to be serious about um, um, this is just getting out of hand with Pokemon cards, especially any kind of trading cards that are literally being popular right now, basically, due to um, people are actually doing opening streams for Pokemon cards. I see one of my YouTubers were able to open these packs, a lot of it, and I'm pretty sure the reason was. Um, yeah, if you guys don't know about this, about how this became popular, here are a few reasons why I personally think it got popular. I, I think we have two reasons. Or th- maybe the throne maybe reason. But anyways, reason number one is because of uh, uh, a um, uh, the YouTube celebrity, um, and Logan Paul made it popular since he was the one who who started the whole and I wouldn't say he started streaming Pokemon card distribution but he's the, he's the main guy who has so many followers who was able to make this um, opening Pokemon pack stream popular again basically 
he's the one who was able to who bring that back basically and start opening tons and tons of Pokemon packs with every live stream. And so everyone else is doing on the trend. Second, if you guys don't know this, there are a few Pokemon cards that that you could be able to sell off at a higher price. There are rare Pokemon cards that you could sell off through eBay or Pawn Stop or Pawn Shop. Like that's worth a lot of cash. I see a couple of articles that people became millionaires, or at least one million dollars, for receiving a rare Pokemon card or cards. And this isn't a joke. You could get tons of cash by selling Pokemon cards, depending on the rarity. And let me tell you, I'm pretty sure the Pokemon company hardly does any reprints. Which makes them more rarity than other trading cards like like Magic and Gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh! Basically. The article did say mentions that the the article I forgot to mention was that it's mentioned that um that uh that despite the Pokemon and NFL and other cards are not being put on the shelves. Magic and Gathering is still is still being available to Target basically. And obviously because of Target I obviously because I heard um Magic and Gathering has a few complications of with their cards and their prints, which is not really that valuable. But the, but the main thing I wanna say is that it's kinda similar to um, to Yu-Gi-Oh! as well. I mean I play Yu-Gi-Oh!, I love playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And you may be honest with you. The thing with Yu-Gi-Oh! is that with Yu-Gi-Oh! trading cards compared to Pokemon cards is that uh, the company Konami uh, hey, let's, let's put it this way. Let's say you get a rare Yu-Gi-Oh! card. Let's say you get a rare on a limited edition uh, rare limited edition um, uh, Karibo. Let's say you get that. And there's nothing like it. What Konami does or do is that they lower the value by reprinting the same the same card you have for a long time and makes it worth nothing. They have the power to do that. That's why it's very 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 tricky to sell Yu-Gi-Oh cards at a higher price when it comes to value. Cause I remember back when I turned 18 years when when I turned 18 uh, one of my friends got me a, a Yu-Gi-Oh pack, basically. And there was a one friend who literally bestowed upon me the first... He called it his first, the first edition of Blue Eyes Red Dragon that costs... He, he said it costs around 800 bucks. He told me that this card would cost 800 bucks. I'm not sure what's the rarity right now of that Blue Eyes Red Dragon. But he said that it costs 800 bucks. I'm pretty sure it kind of got lowered or rise. I need to look back but still I still have that card to this day I'm not gonna sell it I'm, I'm not gonna sell that card basically even though it has even though it sells so much money I'm still not gonna get I'm still not gonna sell it I'm not gonna sell it <laughs> just how much rare Heck, it's even a birthday present I can't sell a birthday present even though it's been like a lot of it's been like three or four years ago I'm still not gonna sell my rare you blue eyes red dragon it was a birthday present for my friend. I'm not gonna do that stuff unless it's an emergency. If it's a really, really big of an emergency, I have no choice but to sell that stuff. 
I mean, that's what happened last time with uh, with a similar dude who um, there was a father who who collected a rare Pokemon cards, and or was it Yu-Gi-Oh? It doesn't matter. And he and um, and he wants to get his daughter to college, basically. So what happened was he had no choice but to sell his Pokemon cards. They're worth a lot in order to get his daughter his edu- her education. Not gonna lie, if you if you get angry because of that, look, I can understand, but at the same time, there <laughs> there are sacrifices worth doing. Basically, I think there was a quote from Thanos from from Infinity War with similar to that. Um, one sacrifice is another salvation or something like that. But. But still, it's for his daughter. It's for his, her her college education, basically. What are you gonna do? Huh? Well, in that situation, <laughs> you need your children to get education and sell your Pokemon cards. But the thing is, is that um, is that are we getting to this point where we're gonna sell? We're just gonna going outrage over some couple of cards. I know it's the trend. I know. You might be getting a rare Pokemon card once you pull out the pack. But please, please, don't be too serious about this. Don't be too serious about getting the Pokemon cards. Just just, don't, just calm down. Don't be like that where people just like go through stores buying like tons and tons of Pokemon packs. And just start, either just start like bashing each other, hitting each other because they got this one pack. They didn't get... Or they're just gonna see McDonald's bringing back Pokemon cards once more, and people are just literally fucking uh, demanding to buy more <laughs> Happy Meals. There was a time where I, I actually bought um, a Pokemon card, or I got a Pokemon card from McDonald's. It was during the black and white. Era. It was during the black and white era, Pokemon black and white. I don't know what happened to it. I'm not sure if it's still rare. To have to sell it, it was Pokemon excluded from McDonald's. But at the same time, I'm not really sure. I'm pretty sure I don't have it still. If I do, they probably cost a rare lot, basically. But I don't know. You just need to research that stuff. But hey, I just want to tell you that with this incident, I'm pretty sure four dudes shouldn't cause that incident to have them being distributed over a Pokemon card. To the point where they just want to just pull out a gun. That's not how you. That's not how it works. Are we getting to the point where hey, that that hey, you telling me that you're not you're telling me I can't get your limited edition holographic Charizard or this sweet rare Chikorita? And the next thing you know, he just pulls out a gun. The heck. Is this, is this the black market for Pokemon cards? Is this is the point where where people their Pokemon cards are literally being sold in, in a more black market style that hey, you got the stuff? Like sure, I got the limited edition, I got the shinies, I got the hollows. Which one do you want? <laughs> it's just getting out of hand. Or is this the point where where Pokemon cards are being distributed like a drug cartel? Imagine that. Someone's like reprinting Pokemon cards, but then people don't know that they're actually uh, fake Pokemon cards. But then they, but then being convinced that they're rare. 
And you see this one dude, he was like rich in fucking cartel style. <laughs> He's just like, hey, I got so many Pokemon cards. You guys want some? I got the new holographic new Charizards. I got the new rarity shiny Mewtwo's. I got the new Samurots. I got the I got the new McChamps. Or whatever. I'm pretty sure at this point Pokemon is now gonna see the is not gonna be the, the new the new uh the new traffic type of stuff like Pokemon traffic. There's drug traffic. But then they're gonna have po- training car traffic. Where people just fighting for the lives of collecting Pokemon cards, basically. But overall, I just want to say that. Just don't be serious of getting cards. This is a point where you either, you're either being angry over it, raged, or at least pull out something that's very lethal. So, just collect Pokemon cards in your spirit time. As calm as possible. Heck, if you really don't want to go to the, has- to the hassle of going to a store like Walmart, or Target, or any other retailers, just order off the internet. Just order off of Amazon or, or one of the retailers or website, or at least open off of a TCG player. Just do it, basically. You don't have to do a hassle with stuff like this. This is ridiculous. Now, that's it for today's news, everyone. Hope you guys like today's news. What I have so far, make sure you guys follow or subscribe this podcast make sure you guys go follow our twitter account animation 9010 for more updates on episodes like this so far so this is animation nation i'm your host prime time here hopefully good to see you guys next weekend so have a wonderful day and stay safe so goodbye